Are Aaron Rodgers and the pack done in Green Bay? Jeff Saturday gets his first win as an inexperienced head coach and the biggest matchups this weekend. All coming up on this episode of First Round by Podcast. What is going on, ladies and gents? Welcome to the First Round by Podcast. I am Sauce. Jose is still out. And we are on episode 49. We've got some big things to talk about. So let's just jump right into it. Yes, we are doing things a little bit differently today. But episode 49, before we start getting into it, I want to remind you guys, we have some awesome, awesome merch. Go on over to firstroundbuy.com, head over to the merch page, and pick yourself up a hoodie, pick yourself up a shirt, a t-shirt, sweater. It's getting cold outside, so you probably want to go ahead and get a sweater, right? Right. So anyway, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So part of the reason why I'm wearing this uh, vest is because it's, uh, it's cold. It's very, very cold. And you know where else it's cold? Over there in Lambeau. Uh, not only because of the fact that, you know, Lambeau is just always cold in any way, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, are they done? Man. So let's talk about that Thursday night matchup that they had with my boys over there in Nashville, Tennessee. So the Tennessee Titans took on the Green Bay Packers. And... Aaron Rodgers looked not like the future Hall of Famer that we are normally used to seeing. Now, this year, he's kind of been off, off a bit. I would say that it even started uh, a little bit last year, too. But regardless, so apparently I saw a stat that Aaron Rodgers has not thrown for over 300 yards this season yet. Granted... Uh, yards isn't necessarily a huge deal, at least to me. I would much rather, like, so me personally, I would much rather my quarterback only throw for 100, 150 yards if that means that he's still getting two to three touchdowns. I care more about touchdowns, uh, which I'm sure that most <laughs> most other offenses, uh, offensive coordinators, coordinator, why did I say that's so weird? I don't know. But most offensive coordinators, most teams would rather put points on the board as opposed to just putting yards out there. So, with that being said, they they still haven't been doing all that well. So, with the exception of this last week whenever the Packers had that incredible, incredible win over the Dallas Cowboys, which nobody thought that they were going to. And let me just put this into perspective for you. So... I have Aaron Rodgers as my fantasy quarterback, uh, especially in our in our fantasy football league for first round bye. Now, I benched him. I benched him for Jimmy G. Before you go and roast me in the comments section, part of the reason why I did that is because if you look at Aaron Rodgers all the way up to this point, he has been playing like dog shit. He has not been playing well uh, against the Lions. He he threw like what three picks. Uh, that was the game right before the uh, Cowboys game, I believe. And so, guess what I did? I benched him. I had to bench him. I mean, it was it was a must. And I started Jimmy G because Jimmy G's got, he now has Christian McCaffrey. He's got Debo Samuel. He's got George Kittle. He's got all these weapons. And even though he's not exactly a premier quarterback, 
he had been doing at least decently well. He was a middling quarterback, and that's what I needed. I needed the consistency and points. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers throws for three touchdowns. Granted, he had a fumble, but still, he scored like 30 points. Ripperuskis to my squad this last week. Yeah. But regardless, so Aaron Rodgers has not been playing his best. But what? how much of that is on him and how much of that is on the front office? Now, the front office has really screwed the pooch. And how have they done that? Well, Devontae Adams, probably whenever he's on the field, top five wide receiver. There's not many wide receivers that are better than he is, especially not in this day and age. He he is incredible. But you take away um, Devontae Adams. They also lost uh, MVS Marquez Valdez-Scandling, I think is his name. I don't know if that's how to pronounce it, but those were his two top targets. That was Aaron Rodgers' two top targets, and guess what? Bye-bye. They're gone. They are Ripperuskis from the Packers. So does that mean that the Packers are now Ripperuskis? I think so. Why is that? So it is very, very, very competitive right now, especially in the bottom portion of the NFC North, which is where the Packers and Aaron Rodgers reside. So the Packers are one year removed from a number one seed. Crazy, right? So they have fallen off a lot, and a lot of it has to do with the loss of Aaron Rodgers' weapons because even though he is a Hall of Fame quarterback uh, or a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, he's a future Hall of Famer, uh, he is probably, honestly, the most talented quarterback that I've ever actually seen play. Now, he lost his weapons. He's lost his two top weapons, and then they bring in – these two guys, these, these two guys, wow. So they bring in a bunch of newer guys. And now granted, they've also been dealing with injuries, but Aaron Rodgers can't do it all on his own. There's no way, absolutely no way that Aaron Rodgers can do it all on his own. But he needs help. And so the emergence in the Cowboys game of Christian Watson was just chef's kiss. Now, granted, I am just like everybody else, and I immediately rushed to the waiver wire as soon as I saw that uh, Christian Watson was doing really well. Why is that? Not necessarily to use him, but I, I do like to double dip every once in a while. Uh, so, I because he, he scored three tutties, three tutties over there in Dallas, and he looked damn good doing it. And so, I went ahead and picked him up. I also picked him up because uh, that means that nobody else in the league can grab him and use him against me, which is also good strategy. But I should have I should have started him because he actually I didn't know that if he was going to be able to replicate what he did in Dallas against the Titans, just because the Titans actually have pretty good defense, uh, they can get after the quarterback and they can stop the run. But they also do give up a lot of yards and stuff. They just keep people out of the end zone. And so, yeah, of course, Christian Watson sitting on my bench scored 20 points. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. But what we're going to talk about is the just the fact that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they are currently sitting, I believe, at 4-7. and seven. Uh, They are 
pretty much six, seven games behind the Vikings. So they, there's no way, no way that they're going to be able to catch up to them, especially since the Vikings have a lot of talent. And even though the only weak spot, in my opinion, on the Vikings squad is going to be Kirk Cousins, because I just don't trust him. Uh, Josie, I'm sure that he would agree with this. But I don't trust Kirk Cousins. They've got they've got so much talent on that team, though, that I don't necessarily see them dropping uh, dropping the last six or seven games. And it's a very competitive NFC this year. So I think the Pack. I think that they are done. Does that mean that the Aaron Rodgers era is over over there in Green Bay? It's hard to tell. Uh, at least after the uh, the game, in his post-game presser, I know that Aaron Rodgers was talking about saying that they were not done and that uh, they were still going to, uh, like, I guess they're going to be competitive. They're going to try and be competitive. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I actually need to probably pick up another quarterback in fantasy because – Oh man, it, it's hard to it's hard to imagine Aaron Rodgers as anything but a Packer, and he wants to stay as a Packer. But if he's not able to produce, and if he is just done Ripperuskis to him, then well, they got to move on to uh, Jordan Love and see what they've got in Jordan Love, kind of like what the Colts did with Matt Ryan or with Sam Ellinger. Uh, they benched Matt Ryan. Brought in Sam Ellinger. You got you got to see what you got in the young guy, uh, especially as an organization because you're paying a lot of money to these guys and you want to make sure that you can see exactly what you have in them before you move on to putting assets into and capital into another player. But yeah, so in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they are done for this season. It's really sad to see because this might be the end of the Aaron Rodgers era over in Green Bay. I have absolutely enjoyed watching him play, even though he is sometimes, especially to the media and everything, he is a total douche. However, he's really fun to watch on the Pat McAfee show. If you guys don't watch that, then mm, go watch them. They are they are fantastic after you watch this podcast. But anyway, moving on, we are talking about Mr. Jeff Saturday. He is the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. And guess what he did? He went against what Frank Reich did. Frank Reich? Frank Reich? I don't know. Either way, he went against what he did, and he started Matt Ryan. And guess what? The the most inexperienced head coach in the NFL got his very first dub against the Cincinnati Raiders, who just a week before being named interim head coach... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> called them absolute trash. <laughs> so the only reason why this is just absolutely funny to me is just because now see, I should always be as a Titans fan rooting for a Colts loss. However, uh, I definitely wanted to see Jeff Saturday win just because of the fact that I'm a big Jeff Saturday fan. I love him. I love that dude. He, uh, he cracks me up. He's, he was always a good lineman, a good center for the uh, Peyton Manning era. And he is one of the most likable former Colts that I can think of. But yeah, so I just thought it was hilarious that, because I mean, you have to win. You have to beat this team, especially if the week before you didn't even know that you were going to be a head coach and <laughs> you're talking shit on the Raiders. But, oh man, I don't know what happened to them. But 
They're just terrible. They are absolutely terrible. Um, I thought that they were going to be a little bit better than what they are, but my God, they are absolutely awful. But Jeff Saturday gave Matt Ryan the start. Jonathan Taylor, JT, he went off. Matt Ryan went off. Um, it was just – now, granted, <sighs> Jeff Saturday's got no no experience as a head coach in the NFL. Uh, he's only had um, experience as a high school football coach. Never had experience calling plays at the NFL level, and yet somehow – they beat the Raiders. Is that more of an indictment on the Raiders, or is that, an, uh, or is that praise to the uh, Colts? I would say a little bit of both. The Raiders are just absolutely terrible. That well, that plus they just get super unlucky, super super unlucky. Uh, the Devonte Adams Derek Carr connection, uh, it's paying off dividends for the most part, just not in the wins column. Like that, I mean, if you're a fantasy football owner. Perfect. But if you're in the business of actually winning games, not so perfect. Not so great. It actually kind of sucks for them. But they're also down, I believe, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. So it's pretty much all on Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. But they just aren't getting it done. But the Colts, I'm interested to see if this continues. Um, Now, this week they play against the Eagles who are coming off of their first loss of the season. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Against the Commanders. Now, a lot of people were talking about how the Eagles, how the Eagles, I'm sorry, I might cut out for a second there, how the Eagles are actually, they had a soft schedule. Now, I mean, you can only play the games that you can, that you have on your schedule. But I'm just, I'm equally as surprised that they lost to the uh, Commanders. But you can't, you can't play with your food like that. You can't play that terrible and end up winning. That It's just not going to happen. Not in this day and age. Not in this NFL. But yeah, so we're, we're going to see just how well the Colts can, can they pull off the upset against the Eagles? I don't really think so. I think that the Eagles are going to be very, very pissed off and angry and they're going to go off against the inexperienced Colts. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Still, though, props to Jeff Saturday for getting his first win as an NFL interim head coach. He This is basically his interview, uh, his attempt to become the head coach moving forward. But I think, man, I don't know. I don't know what I think of him as a head coach. I like that he got them fired up and everything. I think it's hilarious that he ended up getting them a dub. Uh, but I don't know how he's going to be. Uh, everybody's kind of trying to dip into that whole former players being head coaches and everything. Don't know how I feel about it still. So with that being said, we're going to move on to the next section, which is the biggest matchups this weekend. We have a few pretty solid matchups going on today. So we've got Chicago and Atlanta. I'm very interested to see how Justin Fields does, see if he continues to build off of his incredible campaign so far. Uh, We've also got Cleveland and Buffalo, which it was supposed to be a snow game, but they moved it over to Detroit. So the Bills are going against the Browns. I think they are going to absolutely destroy the Browns. 
but you never know what's going to happen. You never know in this in the NFL these days. Now another big matchup is going to be probably one of the bigger matchups. Divisional matchup, AFC East, New England Patriots against the New York Jets. Both these teams play a very, very similar style. They have very good defenses, and they like to run the ball a lot. Now, I, if I had a pick, I would almost I, – I don't know. I don't know who to pick. Although I will say that if I – gun to my head, if I, if I thought – if I had to choose – I would probably say the Jets, and that's just because they are they're just playing really well right now. Uh, they upset the Bills and everything. They have a solid defense, but you never know. I mean, I could see it going either way, either way with them. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Uh, a big game, big NFC game, Minnesota and Dallas. Uh, Dallas coming off of that heartbreaking last-minute defeat against the Packers. And then Minnesota coming off that incredible, incredible last-minute win in overtime, I believe, against the Bills. Huge, huge game. That was probably game of the year. Had to be game of the year. That's going to be a huge, huge NFC matchup. I cannot wait to watch it. And then we also have over there for the AFC West, Kansas City against the uh, Chargers. Now, the Chargers always play KC pretty, pretty tough. Uh, however, I don't I don't know what to think. Uh, Casey is on a tear right now. The Chiefs are doing really really well, and so I think that the Chiefs are going to take it in that one. And then of course, Monday Night Football, San Francisco against Arizona. Arizona is dog shit this year. Uh, I think it. Man, I just I don't I don't like them. I don't like them in this matchup. Uh, I like Kyler Murray, but I don't think that he's he's not having a very good year. Uh, even though he has all these weapons to throw to and everything, they're still just running the ball a ton, uh, possibly because they just don't trust his arm. Uh, San Francisco is also another really weird team, but they they play really good defense, and they are very good with their skill players. They've got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, all that good stuff. They, they've got tons of weapons. So I think that San Francisco is going to run away with it, but you never quite know because they are a very Jekyll and Hyde team. Kind of just depends. And the only other big matchup I kind of see, and it's not a super big matchup, be Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh always plays within division very, very tough, even though they are three and six. So Cincinnati, um, I'm hoping that Joe Mixon builds off of his last game because I got Joe Mixon in fantasy and need him to score me some points. So, yeah, I'm hoping that the Cincinnati Bengals take that one. I'm hoping that Joey B goes to Joey Mix, and they just absolutely rock it. Uh, I need it for fantasy. But, yeah, so I want to know what you guys think. Let me know in the comments section down below. Interact with us. Uh, we always want to see some interaction. If you are interested in any merch, again, check out firstroundbuy.com. Click that merch tab, and it'll take you to our merch. Uh, if you guys agree or disagree with any of the things that I've said, comment down below. Let me know. And next episode is going to be a very special one. Very, very special one. Why? Episode 50. The Big 5-0. We have made it to 50 episodes. 
And I promise this time, Jose is going to be back for that episode. I know that you guys miss him. I miss having him on the show as well because uh, it's just not the same without my co-host. But regardless, we really hope that you guys enjoy these episodes. Check us out on all streaming services, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the YouTube. It's great. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and everything. Hit that bell for post notifications so you know anytime we post a video. And with that being said, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you so much for watching.